I can hear the river. Is that what that is? No, that's the cars. That's why we're over here, because the building's blocking the interstate a little bit. I do like the ambient bird chirping, though. <laughs> Alright, here we go. Three, two, one. Hello and welcome to episode eight of the Restoring Human podcast. I'm Jarek Bakken. I'm Dr. Alex Oguello. And we are once again brought to you by Great River Family Chiropractic. You can receive a free chiropractic consultation by going to greatriverfamilychiropractic.com slash restoringhuman. Put your info in there. And uh, Dr. Alex or his uh, wonderful assistant, Rebecca, will probably get back to you and set that up for you. Uh, how was your thing on Monday? I haven't even asked. Oh, it was good. Um, had a decent crowd there, and I kind of switched the presentation that I gave, made it a little bit more specific to uh, family health. So uh, it's always good when I talk about a new topic. Yeah. Just learning myself because I have to study to prepare. So, yeah, it was good. Did uh, everybody that said they were going to be there actually show up? <laughs> no, that never happened. <laughs> um, but, yeah, we had a pretty good crowd. Cool. Yep. Cool. Uh, so over the past week, you may have noticed that we didn't uh, post anything last week. We did not. Took a week off, and I kind of wanted to make a point about that because so one of the things that we've talked about is just kind of uh, like stress management, and I think one of the biggest ways that our culture works against that is just doing and constantly working and constantly, um, you know, just being productive and more, more, more. And I think one of the ways that we're kind of going to push against that is like, yeah, we might, we might miss a week here and there. We might. And, you know, could we have probably f squeezed it in somewhere? Sure. But, uh, we were going to try 6 a.m. Saturday. Yeah, some crazy nonsense like that. <laughs> but opted to sleep in that day. Uh, yeah, and so like I think I think that's just an important point to make that in practice, that's what that might look like for us to value more our own health, our own family life, our own those types of things more than making sure this happens. Yeah. And you were in Miami. I was still here, so if, if you maybe follow me personally, I was uh, I was in Miami last week. <laughs> cool. Uh, dang, there's something else. Oh, I was uh, I meant to text you the other day uh, a picture of a chicken heart. Okay. I dinner one day we cooked a whole chicken and I cooked cooked the heart in and ate my first chicken heart the other nice. day. Nice. Little, little update. I feel, like, I feel like the less we see each other during the week, the more that we could just chat about on here. Yeah. Anyway, okay. So, getting into it now. What are you drinking over there, by the way? I am drinking cold brew coffee with uh, some coconut creamer in it. Mm. And a little... Xylitol sweetener. Ooh. 
my uh, bulletproof today. I've been the past couple days doing so the actual you know brain octane bulletproof branded stuff. I've been doing that plus coconut oil and butter and Jeez. a little extra something, a little extra fat there. So, all right. Talking about coffee. No, just kidding. Maybe, <laughs> maybe a little bit. Today, we are going to be talking about nutrition and a little more narrow than kind of the broad nutrition that we've been talking about. We want to touch on nutrition for aesthetics versus kind of overall health. Maybe hit a little bit on what nutrition means for performance, but um, there are some differing opinions when it comes to how to eat, would you say? <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, nutrition is always everybody's favorite topic. Um, like with those workshops that I do in my office, the educational workshops, I get a lot more people, maybe even sometimes twice as many people to come to those if I'm focused on nutrition. So it's everybody, what everybody wants to know about. Um, but again, even most of the people that want to know about it, they're not necessarily concerned about exactly what a healthy diet is yeah. and how to be get the most nutrition from the food you're eating. It's what do I need to, to eat so that I can be... Yeah. So I can look good. Right. Right. So, yeah. And basically, I think the, the argument that we're definitely going to put up is you can eat to lose weight... And, uh, okay, so in one, I don't want to say, I don't want to say that's not going to be making you healthier because there's truth in, like, reducing body weight and overall just, you know, body mass, getting rid of extra fat, like, that, that's going to do a lot for your body. However... The aim for health is uh, a lot. I don't. I don't know if I want to say more, but it looks different than just being concerned about the number on the scale. Yeah, I mean, of course, it's if you're doing something that is causing you to to lose weight, most likely that's going to be <laughs> that's a better way of a eating. better option than not. Well, yeah, it's a better option than doing something that's going to cause you to gain weight. Um, but most of the time when people are just kind of focusing on eating um, for aesthetic reasons, is number one, they do it in a way where it's not sustainable. Mm-hmm. It's very difficult yeah. to continue doing that. Yep. Um, and there has been some studies that show, like, if you do do something for a while and then you lose a bunch of weight... And then because it wasn't done properly, when you go back to your typical diet and you put on all this other weight, then that's that's worse for your health than if you would have just stayed the weight that you were. Yeah, so like going on a diet is kind of the thing you're talking about there. Right, right. Yeah. But the other thing is, is there's so much that happens in the body just through the, the food that we eat. Like if you are eating that way 
then it could be potentially dangerous long term mm -hmm. um, if you're just focused on the aesthetic stuff. If you're not focused on kind of what overall is a is a healthy diet for a human being. Um, and you know, again, we we haven't necessarily. It's really only been about a hundred years since this terrible diet has been happening. Um, so it, I guess we're, we maybe don't have all the research out there to show that, but they're starting to show a lot, a lot more about, you know, just what improper nutrition does to your brain, what mm -hmm. it does to your hormones, what it does to your, what they call the microbiome, your gut health. There's so much of it that goes into. Yeah. I didn't even think about this until you said that right there. Do you have any idea when, so one of the things you're talking about is kind of this idea that you just got to be in a caloric deficit. You know, you got to be consuming less calories than you're burning off and that'll cause you to lose weight. And that's true. Like that's like when it all comes down to it, that's well, in most cases, that needs to be happening. We'll talk about one little nuance that makes that a little different. But, well, never mind. No, like, either way. Sorry, we'll get there. But that, like, that, that needs to be happening. However, we've only had the ability to track that for... That's what I was going to ask. If you have any idea when our ability to track calories actually even started. I don't. Um, yeah, that'd be something... Well, we'll look up, be a, a task for this week. See when, uh, you know, like nutrition labels and stuff showed up on food and when the science was actually there to measure that energy uh, of calories. Actually, how about this? Can you tell us a little bit about what a calorie is? Well, calories is just a, a way of it's a way of measuring heat, way of measuring how the, the energy that our bodies use. Um, so like when we're bringing calories, the whole calories in versus calories out thing is, mm -hmm. is if we're bringing um, calories in our body, then they're going to be stored unless we use them for energy. So that's the whole thing is like if we're bringing too many in then um, and we don't use them for energy, then their body's going to store them and that's what's going to cause us to gain weight. So then all we would have to do then, of course, is bring less in um, or burn more off. Use, utilize more energy, mm -hmm. do something that's going to cause our bodies to use them for energy, um, and then we should either maintain our weight or, or even even lose weight. So, yeah. yeah. Um, again, that's the kind of the how people most how most people understand nutrition. Yep. Um, and it's way more complex. Sure. Way more complex than that. Yeah. So I want to start start or however many minutes in and I'm talking about starting uh, so my story I've touched on it a little bit but definitely started from that place of I was concerned about losing weight and the approach that I took initially was I was introduced to this paleo type diet now you know at this point I realized like it wasn't really completely paleo it was more so like just eating real food and so all I did was started eating stuff that's recognizable in nature. No, no concern for quantity at all. Um, just changing to eating whole foods, eating real foods. And, you know, I think I probably did that for 
the better part of a year, and that helped me lose probably 30 pounds or something along those lines. Um, just a blind look at, or a blind change to real foods versus you know the junk that I was eating before that. And that worked. That that I dropped a bunch of weight, and yeah, it was successful. Um, through that process, though, and over you know the past, this has been almost four years ago now that that happened. Um, I've encountered a lot of different opinions on, you know, like I kind of got to the point where I was a little bit stagnant. I was like, okay, how do I kind of take the next step and dial this in a little more and what i've noticed is there's a major difference of opinion between folks who are primarily concerned with aesthetics and the people who i would you know associate more in kind of your camp of people who are primarily concerned with health both would see obesity both would see carrying around extra body fat as a bad thing um, but two wildly different approaches to what nutrition looks like day to day. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, again, that speaks to the, the complexity that I was just talking about. Um, most people can can do what you did, again, short term, um, and actually lose weight. And like we we've already mentioned. You could probably even do blood work on them. You could do some mm-hmm. you know, objective testing on them and see that they are a healthier person. Um, but the again, the, the difference is they are only focusing, I guess, on just a small part of yeah of of, of a healthy um, healthy diet or healthy nutrition plan Mm -hmm. and that's primarily focused on those macronutrients that we talked about a few weeks ago so the carbs proteins and Mm -hmm. and fats um so there's a bunch of different you know ways of doing that you know there's people that say you should eat only fat and a little bit of carbs and and a little bit of protein there's people that say you should eat super high protein people that say you should eat no fat at all and and keep your carbohydrates high Mm -hmm. and what's crazy is there's most of those um, work, you know, you can you yeah. can do really any of those. Yeah. And for a while, they'll work. And again, for the aesthetics thing. Um, but just when you look deeper into it of, you know, again, their metabolic health, what's their blood work look like? What does their gut health look like? What's the brain look like? Um, all of those things. Well, then now you're starting to see, well, there's, there's a problem. Sure. Um, so the... The, again, the aesthetics thing, um, if you're just looking at, well, how much protein do I need to eat? How much fat do I need to eat? How, much, how many carbohydrates do I need to eat? That's a good start. Yep. And again, like you said, you lost some weight. Even though you weren't doing that, that's most likely what you were, right. were probably doing without knowing it. Right. Um, but again, there's just a, a lot more that goes into it. Yeah. Okay. So what I want to do is kind of lay out, you know, there's... Again, a lot of different opinions on this type of thing, but lay out the most popular um, opinion as far as you know eating to lose weight. And I kind of want to hear your perspective on what is uh, what misses the mark with it. 
Yeah. So. Go ahead. Well, so one of the things that's pretty popular right now is this idea that, like, you have a plan, a macronutrient balance that you're trying to hit, and the quote is, if it fits your macros, go ahead and eat it. And so when it comes to, I'll, I'll speak specifically to people who are, you know, athletic, they're in the gym regularly, and kind of contrast this, like, day that you're in the gym versus kind of a resting day and one of the most popular things is people will say eat a gram of protein per pound of body weight that you have to eat uh, carbohydrates enough so on a training day enough to support that exercise and then the fat content since like since number one, people would say that has the least amount to do with your performance, and because fat is the most dense, there's the uh, you know most calories per gram in fat compared to protein and carbohydrates. They would say limit that to the point where you are in a caloric deficit. Yeah. And then on a day that you're not exercising, you don't need as much carbohydrates to fuel that. They'd say okay, the carbohydrates can come down. The fat could come up a little bit, but really using, seeing kind of fat as this thing that, well, it's the most dense, so we should limit that to be in a, you know, caloric deficit. Yeah. Um, I guess maybe even to go back a little bit further than just how people are using macronutrient content to for their performance or even really just the way they look if they're in the gym a lot. Yeah. Um, I guess back in the probably the 50s 60s was when the whole low fat thing started to happen um and the reason that was is because in the early 1900s things like heart disease and that started to started to rise so of course all these people are now starting to die from heart disease and getting strokes and you know all these terrible things are happening to people they're like well we got to figure this out so a man i think he was a he was some type of physiologist. His name was Ansel Keys. He came up with the idea that um, saturated fat, specifically, caused heart disease. To put it simple. Yeah. Um, so the the basic explanation of it is it's pretty clear: saturated fat clogs your arteries, and that's why you're dying from heart disease. It also causes you to put on weight. Um, and the whole cholesterol thing came into that. So then there was just huge shift away from, again, back to this kind of natural human diet that people ate for, for thousands of years, really, to let's avoid, let's just focus on that particular mm-hmm. part of food, the, that particular nutrient, fat. If we can just avoid that, then we can avoid heart disease. We can get rid of this obesity thing. Diabetes would go away. And they just thought it was going to be this huge change. So they started to take, stop telling people to stop eating butter. They started to limit the amount of animal products, anything that really had saturated fat in it. And any, so, any sort of fat, because then now fat just became bad. So even things like nuts and seeds and avocados and yeah. even plant-based fats like that, they started to say, don't, don't do that. Um, and the only thing that's happened is heart disease is worse than ever. <laughs> and now cancer and diabetes and Alzheimer's and everything else is, is so bad. Um, so I think the fat is 
probably is the best explanation of, or the best example of what we're talking about. How you can't just take one nutrient, yeah, one part of your diet, and say this is why people are sick or this is why people are healthy. So if we just focus there, then we'll figure everything out. So again, speaking to weight loss, you've already said it. Fat is actually twice as many um, calories per gram than proteins and carbohydrates. So if it was just basically about balancing that yeah how many calories you're taking in versus how many calories you're burning out and of course the easiest way to get a caloric deficit would be to stop eating fat yep um and that's the same thing you were talking about there in the in the gym um if they say well fat has nothing to do with my performance and it's potentially going to cause too many calories so that i can't lose weight then i might as well stop eating it because i can get calories from these from these other things and uh Again, aesthetically, that might cause you to lose weight, but it, physiologically, it just does so, so many terrible things to your body long term. That's why <laughs> there's never been a study ever that shows that getting into a caloric deficit, taking less calories in than you are burning off, has ever been shown to lo- people to lose weight long term. You guys probably all watched The Biggest Loser. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Jillian. There was a huge study done on The Biggest Loser um, where pretty much everybody, I think there was maybe one or two of those people, of the people that won, that haven't put their weight completely back on. Really? Yeah. Um, and that's because, again, they focused on just this macronutrient content. They focused on mm-hmm. we got to get rid of the fat and you're going to lose weight because you're depriving yourself of, right. of all these calories. Right. And... Uh, what they found that, that that did is metabolically, it changed them so much. Again, our, our bodies are intelligent. That's one of the main things that we're trying to, to tell everybody. And there's just perfect alignment of how the body works and what it needs in what's just in real food. If you were just to eat the, the food, again, that people have eaten for thousands of years in the, in the closest way as we can, then we would be fine. But when we try to figure Man, out okay, how much fat do we yeah. need, how much proteins do we need, how those those type of things we just try to manipulate it yeah our body's gonna be like this is not how i was designed and it's gonna figure out a way um to work the best it can to get back to getting that homeostatic function um, based off of the environment you're putting it in so what they found was if you deprive your body of of the fat not only does that destroy your brain because your brain's made of, of mostly fat not only does it destroy every one of your cells because every around every cell is a cell membrane that's made of a what's called a lipid bilayer which is fat um your heart's primary source of energy is fat so there's all these things that that happen but just even um your metabolism so if my body needs let's say 2000 calories to function that's for um, me to just do my daily functions for my brain to work, for my kidneys to work, for my heart to work, everything like that. And I'm only giving it 1500 calories. Yes. I'll probably lose some weight because I'm at a caloric deficit, Mm -hmm. but eventually what the body does, it says, okay, you're only going to give me 1500 calories. What I'm going to do is I'm going to decrease the function of my brain, my heart, my kidneys, my liver so that I can get back to this baseline of 1500 calories. So yes, you might look better. You've lost weight, but you've also decreased the function of your brain, your yeah, kidneys. Yeah, decreased your capacity. Yeah. Yeah. Which would mean you're you're not healthy. <laughs> <laughs> you, 
you look better, you've lost weight. Yes, you can do some measurements that say, well, here my BMI was this and now it's this. Here my maybe my body fat was this and now it's this. Yeah. But you're not healthier because yeah. we have to look at everything in the body, not just how much fat you have on or right. what you look like or how well your clothes are fitting. Yeah. So I think this is this is how you see things like endurance athletes who get sick and die of cancer at, you know, 50 years old and on the exterior they look slim and fit and healthy but like on that in that sense body composition is not a good marker of health i think we can say that on the other end i think we can say like obesity is a pretty clear indicator of some like health issues that are going on but like on this other side, just just being slim is not a very, you know, it's not a very good indicator for us to say like, oh, yeah, sure, that guy's skinny enough. He's a healthy guy. Yeah, I mean, there's this term now that's called skinny fat. <laughs> Basically, you are on the outside, you're skinny, but you're inside metabolically, you're, you're like, you have, you know, an obese person. Yeah. Um, because when they, you know, they measure your blood sugar levels or they measure your insulin levels um all of these things are just completely thrown off and they're even starting to to see that if somebody is overweight um but they're they're kind of fit they actually exercise yeah those people are way healthier than somebody who is skinny but is not fit at all i love that um and they they found that people that have diabetes but they're considered in the right um, body composition as far as not being overweight. Yeah. But they have diabetes because metabolically they're so unhealthy. Right. Those people die of metabolic issues way faster than somebody who's overweight but has the same metabolic issues. That's crazy. Um, so, yeah, again, it's not just about what you're looking like. It's not about just losing the weight if you are overweight. It's are you overall healthy? Mm -hmm. Is your body in that homeostatic self-function? Which is what we're shooting for. Yeah. So we touched a little bit on the fat piece. We're obviously both drinking, uh, <laughs> literally drinking fat right now. Uh, what other things would you say? Okay. So on one hand, like day to day, my everyday life, like, yeah, I'm not tracking my food. Like I'm, far more concerned about the quality and that type of thing than I am quantity and balancing things out. However, I think the analytical, logical brain in me says tracking things is going to be the most accurate way to know exactly what you're doing. And so I think there is value in that. Just like even, even like doing something super high fat like you until you actually track what you're doing you don't know for sure like you can have a good idea i mean i remember a couple of months ago you even saying like oh i thought i was you know way higher fat than i actually was kind of thing um so i don't i don't want to completely discredit like say oh no that stuff's the devil but what like what kinds of things would you say need to be happening for us to be supporting health 
Yeah, well, I think I think when the tracking is important is if you... So back to our... Was it episode five? Don't know. We're so, we're so deep now, I don't even remember. <laughs> <laughs> Where we said that there's these three different types of healthcare. There's this environmental healthcare, there's this yeah. um, adaptive healthcare, and then there's this reaction, reactive healthcare. If you are needing to react because you have not put yourself in, the, in a good environment for so long, yeah, yeah, then now it becomes yes, to take care of your health, you might have to focus and say, you know, how much fat am I getting? How many protein? Yeah, how much protein yeah. am I getting? How many carbohydrates am I getting? But just generally, um, if you are, if you if you're not in that state, and you are in a in a relatively healthy state, and you're just looking to figure out, okay, what do I need to do nutritionally? Because I don't want to, you know, stick to some labeled diet like a paleo diet or a vegan diet or a ketosis diet, mm-hmm. any of that type of stuff. Um, it gets back to the basics again, real food. We talked about that already. Yep. But then we're, we're saying, okay, every meal, am I getting something that, uh, that has all those things in it? Right? Am I just eating okay. lettuce? Right? Which is just going to be carbohydrates and a bunch of macro or micronutrients, which is good. So, or am I just eating a piece of meat that's going to have some proteins and fats in it? Um, am, am I balanced in my in the meals that I'm that yeah. I'm actually having? What I think is funny there that maybe threw a flag up for people is you you called lettuce a carbohydrate because it is. Yeah, <laughs> a lot of people think. Oh no, I can't eat any carbs type of thing. This like, you know, I think now we've gotten to a point where like the low carb idea, people kind of get that, but not understanding that carbohydrate is one of these macronutrients and yeah. all fruits and vegetables. Yeah, are that might be important to talk about because again, there's people that say you should eat high carb, low fat. There's people you should, say you should eat high fat, low carb. There's people that say you should eat again paleo. There's people that say you should eat vegan. There's never, there is never. Well, I guess I shouldn't say that. There was people a long time ago that would say this, but now we're, we're starting to learn that that was false. But there's never been anybody that says you shouldn't eat vegetables. Yeah, yeah. Vegetables are like the the main thing that everybody really says good. is is good good for you to eat. Why? Because well, it's just full of nutrients. So it's the most nutrient-dense food yeah. that there is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, without a cost. So, like, if I'm going to eat... Uh, a pineapple. Sure. Again, sure. there's nutrients in the pineapple and it's, it's very nutritious, but then there's also um, other things that potentially could could negatively affect my body, especially if I'm in a poor metabolic state. Yeah. Sugar content being right. Right. being the, the biggest thing. Yep. Or again, meat. Very nutrient dense, but just especially if you're eating the meat of how they do it now, there's just lots of toxicity that's built up mm-hmm. in the meat. Um, and it takes a lot of energy to break that meat down, those type of things. So just when you think of all the, the different types of foods really that we should be getting in our body, there's very good stuff about them, but there's potentially negative stuff that that is required for you to be able to absorb the, those nutrients. Vegetables are the kind of the thing that's the most yeah. nutrient dense and has the, I guess it takes the least to get into into your body. So yep. high levels of vegetables at really every meal. Um, is is what you should be what you should be doing um but then yeah i mean i think again this is we're trying to empower people to to think on their own and i think that that's something that people do understand like they know what has protein in it most of the time they know what is what is fat 
Um, they just might not, again, because we've been trained to think to not eat fat specifically, to just try to avoid it, or now because of the big low carb thing is, like you just mentioned with vegetables, um, they're just like, oh, I can't eat carbohydrates. Again, if you just get back to the real food thing, and if you just focus there, eat as much real food as you possibly can, then mm -hmm. you're going to be fine because real food has the right macronutrient content in it, has the right micronutrient content in it, has the least amount of toxicity if you're getting it from local organic um, ways of getting that. So yeah. we don't have to complicate it too much. Yeah. So, okay, so the things I've heard are obviously this big, big thing is eat, eating real food. But kind of the two things that I've heard you hit on are the first one was not to be avoiding fat as much as is somewhat popular and eating lots and lots of vegetables. What other like kind of high level things do you see? Well, the organic thing. Okay. Um, the Well, yeah, whatever. So toxicity, is a, it's becoming bigger and bigger. Um, which is one of the things that we labeled of if you want to get back to the way humans used to live, we have to limit the amount of toxicity yep. that's coming in our body. You know, there's all these things we're putting on our body, of course, that are toxic or being exposed, exposed to things in the environment that are toxic. But one of the, the primary ways that you can do something about your toxicity levels is what you're putting in your body as far as a food. So, um, fat is, so toxins have an affinity for fat. So they like to they're attracted to fat. They like to be stored in fat. So when you're eating things that are high in fat, specifically animal products, so that's any sort of dairy that you're going to eat, that's a meat product that you're going to eat, that's eggs, but that's even avocados, nuts, seeds, those type of things. If they are, um, if they have a lot of toxicity in them, then you are, yes, getting those nutrients, but you're also getting a lot of that toxicity over time. So I always tell people, because I know, it's a cost thing when you start to eat healthy. I was just talking, that was one of the things we talked about at my dinner. Pretty yeah. much everybody was complaining about how much <laughs> how it costs cost. yeah. to eat healthy. Um, so I always tell people, well, the most important thing to get organic is animal products, things that are going to have a lot yeah. of fat in them. You can get away with not, I mean, of course, it's best to get organic produce too, but you can get away with not having as much of that organic because yeah. those things are mostly carbohydrates. They're not going to have a lot of fat. It's just going to be sprayed on them. It's not going to necessarily be in them. Um, so that's the, the other big thing is making sure you're minimizing your toxicity yeah. with the food that you're, you're actually eating. Yeah. So just kind of paraphrasing what I'm hearing from you. So the minimizing the toxicity the way that that enters in through, well, I guess you didn't even really hit on it. You, what you're honestly more talking about is like kind of the protein sources, these animal sources. Then there's also minimizing toxicity in fats, like rancid fats and stuff that's, you know. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's kind of if you, the real food thing. So if you add on to, the first thing that I would add on to the real food, I guess, is staying away from sugar and staying away from vegetable oils. Okay. Yeah. Those there are the go. two there main things that you got to that you have to do. Again, to forget about sure. how much protein, how much carbs, how much fat I need to eat if you just did those two things, real food and stay away from vegetable oils and and stay away from sugar. I mean, that's 
that's, that's ideally that's what you yeah what you want to so, be doing. So that's where when you look at something like a vegan diet, you know, a lot of emphasis on uh, you know plant-based foods, and and I, I would say that there's there's definitely a range of a range of vegans out there. Like oh, yeah. a lot of there's a lot of good things that kind of the I don't know if you want to call it the vegan community, whatever. A lot of good things that has been brought about by focusing on a plant-based diet, but sugar cane's a plant, and like a lot of these vegetable oils like are permitted being vegan. Um, but then on the other hand, Oreos are vegan. Yeah, <laughs> you know. Yeah. So yeah, those those two big things. The oh god, oh <laughs> that would have. We been. are like three feet from bird poop just splat right there wow i mean and even two feet from it hitting my computer <laughs> that was awesome <laughs> uh yeah that the sugar in the vegetable oil thing i think really addressed that piece that we would kind of the, the biggest thing that is kind of loosey-goosey with something like vegan yeah well maybe we should do that so loose, again loose, there's good there's good things as the goose poop <laughs> Of course, there's good things about a vegetarian diet. There's good things about a vegan diet. The the primary good thing about that is that that it's mainly vegetables. It's mainly um, whole foods in their raw state, most likely, that they're having. So there's really good things about that. There's good things about paleo diet, right? They're also focused on vegetables and and produce and and eating real food um, and animal products. The good things about animal products, again, getting back to closer to the way... That, that people potentially used to eat um, for a long time. Um, there's good things about really every every diet that comes out. Mm-hmm. But again, if, if they're not focused on the real food part, um, then it's you can't call it a healthy diet, I feel like. So you can sure. do, again, everything that would say that would be paleo, but you could be, again, eating... Um, very toxic food, yeah. you know, because a cow that was um, roaming the pasture and eating what it's supposed to eat and not sprayed with any chemicals what it's eating, and it's able to move, that's a completely different from a cow who's in a feedlot and is eating corn or grain that's sprayed heavily with pesticides, and then that cow's vaccinated, that cow's filled with antibiotics, that cow's filled with hormones. Yeah. That meat is paleo. Yeah, that yeah. meat is extremely toxic and going to kill you over yeah. time. Yeah, um, even though you might look a little bit better as you're eating that food and working out. For sure, uh, I cannot believe we got this far without even this crossing my mind. But so again, under real food, under vegan, under a lot of the if it's your macro stuff. Let's talk about wheat. Let's talk about wheat and you just look at me. <laughs> yeah. Pick it up. Um, well, I don't know exactly where you want me to go, but again, I, there's so much out there that's like, it's the, it's just like the whole fat thing, right? With Ansel Keys guy, he identified fat as leading to heart disease, which is completely wrong. And everybody said, well, we should stay completely away from fat. Well, not the same thing has happened about with specifically wheat or anything with gluten, gluten. in it. Um, instead of actually waiting 
until we have all the evidence to say it's specifically wheat, like we were never intended to eat it or anything like that. Yeah. People just say, yes, wheat is the devil. We should stop eating it. Mm-hmm. Um, instead of just, again, seeing, well, there's been plenty of people that have eaten wheat yeah. for thousands of years. Um, maybe not in the high amounts that we eat it. Right. Um, but again, it goes back to that real food thing. Wheat is a real food. And, you know, if you do it right, if you're eating it in season, if it's properly grown, then it is, it's something that our bodies can do with it. There's a lot of nutrition in it. Um, but just because of the way we grow it and just because of how unhealthy we actually are now, yes, now it causes a lot of people problems. And if it causes you problems, yes, it probably would be best to stay away from it. But it doesn't necessarily mean that that particular food is is something that we, we shouldn't be eating. I think that's probably contrary to what a lot of people might have thought you would say about that. Um, yeah. And saying like, oh yeah, avoid gluten at all cost. Like, yeah, I, that's... Well, yeah, I mean, it's just, it's just a crazy way to think. It's back to that allergy thing that we talked about a few weeks ago too. Like people yes. are like, what do you do for allergies? And, and what the approach to allergies is, is... I'm allergic to this grass over here, so I should try to, my best to stay away from the grass. And if I have to come across grass, I should take something to, to take care of my allergy symptoms. Yep. Well, it's the same thing with gluten or wheat. Instead of saying, let's stay away from that completely, we should figure out, well, why is your body responding yeah. like that? Because there's plenty of people that eat gluten and they're fine. There's plenty of civilizations that have eaten grains that have thrived. So what was different about For them sure. compared to people now yeah because i guess yeah i i brought up wheat but really there's kind of a whole category of even like legumes and diff- yeah different uh grains and stuff that a lot of people would say definitely avoid that and that they're real foods yeah i mean they're real foods uh i guess back to kind of how we how we grow it and how we've hybridized it and how it's changed over time. Um, it's not necessarily the same. So I guess as man gets more and more involved with this, it becomes less and less of a real food potentially. Ah. Um, so there's something that, you know, you could probably look at there, but again, just the, when we single things out, it's what we're trying, really what we're trying to say today. You can't single out fat. You can't single out carbs. You can't single out gluten. You can't single out dairy. You can't single out any of that stuff and say this stuff is bad. If it's found in a real food and you eat real food, then it's something that our bodies were, our bodies know what to do with it. Um, but if we're eating fake food, our bodies don't. So that's the primary thing that we have to to do with our nutrition if we want to can thrive and be healthy. Yeah, and it's and it's only because of the damage that we've caused through other means that we wouldn't be able to handle something real yeah yep it's yeah it's um what's going on internally with us and then what's what are what's our environment what what's happened externally with what's happened with that food uh what have they sprayed on that food what how have they grown that food what have they added to that food um that now potentially makes it a fake food instead of real and our body has to work really really hard to get anything real out of it um you know those are the things that we have to be looking at pretty sure this is bird poo splatter on my headphone cable 
All right, I feel like we did justice to that. One thing I want to hit before we conclude this, knowing that, number one, if you aren't watching the video or if you aren't familiar with this location, this is the gym that we are a part of. Um, what do you think about nutrition and performance? So the kind of where I started this, that whole philosophy of keeping pretty high protein content to you know, support muscle growth and pretty high carbohydrate content to support that just exertion of energy. Uh, how, how, I guess from, for starters, how do you, how do you feel about that right there? That specifically what you just said? Yeah, like the, the gram per pound of body weight protein to to build and support muscle and then the, the carbohydrates for energy. Well, I, don't, I, I, I guess I'd probably be in agreement with, with the protein thing um, just because you're, you know, when you are working out, you're breaking down muscle tissue, which requires you to put protein back in your body to rebuild those tissues. But the carbohydrate thing is... <laughs> That's a mess. Another topic? <laughs> yeah. Um, I guess generally I would say, just to speak to kind of the direction I think you're wanting to go, generally I would say performance, like what you would have to do to perform well um, long term is the same thing that you would have to do to be healthy, generally. Okay. But, like if you want to perform really really well at any any given athletic event i guess um there are things you obviously can do to to make yourself perform better in the gym or as an athlete that are not necessarily going to be healthy yeah because so one of those things i kind of want to hit on is there's a lot of people who would say so a lot of the you know macro people whatever they would say something like a post-workout carbohydrate source, they would say the like the higher that is on the glycemic index, the more effective that's going to be, like for you to take that in and for that to go straight to like fueling your muscle muscle breakdown. Yeah. So like telling people to eat like sugary cereal or gummy worms. <laughs> yeah, that's it, just craziness. It, it happens. Um, and again, that that might be, that could probably work if, like the competition that we did yeah. last weekend, was it last weekend? Two weekends ago. Two weeks. Um, where I've just exerted my body a significant amount mm -hmm. and I'm breaking down literally everything that gives me energy. Yep. And then I need to do that again right away. Right. Now giving myself yep. something that is gonna like rocket fuel, which is what sh carbohydrates are, specifically things that you mentioned, like sugary carbohydrates. Yep. You can get fuel right away because I've exhausted all the, my sugar stores. But if you want to be healthy, of course, long-term, that would be foolish. But also if you even want to perform well long-term. Sure, um, not relying on that. Right, so that deep nutrition book that we referenced a couple of weeks ago that I was reading, um, that lady that wrote that book is she did a lot of nutrition for the LA Lakers. Ooh. 
And so she's got Kobe Bryant, even LeBron James on more of a high fat, low carbohydrate diet, which is completely contrary to every sports nutritionist that's out there because they say when you're playing basketball or these other high intensity sports, you're using glycolytic fibers, which requires sugar to, to happen. So these people won't perform as well if they don't have, again, the right amount of carbohydrates. carbohydrates. But what she's saying is long term. If you train your body to burn fat for fuel, yeah, then you are not only going to be eating in a way that's healthy for your body long term, but you're also going to be able to perform better because you don't need to be always refueling your body with with sugar because my body can say, here's the amount of sugar that I'm going to burn. Now I'm going to switch to burning fat and I'm still going to be able to maintain my performance because I have both, both options here, I yeah. have both fuel sources. Where somebody who's not doing that, they train their body to only use sugar for energy. I can go a certain amount of time. Let's say it's 20 minutes for a basketball player. And then I have to give myself more yeah. sugar. Yeah. Otherwise, I'm just going to completely, completely die. Um, which is why, you know, again, on the, the ultra marathoners or just even marathoners, yeah. they're always sucking down the stuff in the middle of it. Goo. Goo. Um, so there's a lot of you know research out there that's saying if those people just were able to Yes, use their sugar stores, but then switch over to burning fat that they wouldn't be required. And that's a more health, that's a healthier state to be in because your body burning fat for energy is so, um, there's less stress that happens to your body, um, less negative effects physiologically wow. than when you burn sugar all the time. Um, so yeah, okay. that's important to, and from a performance standpoint, like you're talking about people in here, if they're always thinking they need carbohydrates and the right amount of carbohydrates, mm-hmm. um, they just need to be watching their metabolic health because that long-term is going to put a lot of stress on the body if yeah. you're always requiring your body to use sugar for energy. Yeah. Okay. There's there's like 10 different things I want to talk about there. So I think the best thing to do would be to declare that next week let's talk about... Um, so a lot of it is going to s- would surround like energy production, I think. Um and yeah, that that I think that's what it all boils down to is your your the way that your body creates energy. Carbohydrates, sugar versus fat. We can hit on things like fasting mm-hmm. and kind of cover that gamut next week yeah uh maybe to set it up a little bit because i don't know if we've talked to her yet but we might be talking about one of our friends who's um kind of followed along with what we would say a restoring human lifestyle plan would be maybe we should plan out the next two weeks maybe we should have her on in two weeks okay and yeah so but just to, to kind of speak to that so she's been following um this kind of lifestyle plan and she started um, around the time when our, our gym did a, a weight loss challenge type thing. And I just remember comparing her, what she was doing to another one of the, the participants. And when you look at them, uh, kind of what they were doing, this person was kind of probably paying attention to like macronutrient content. He was working super hard in the gym and, you know, trying to sweat, wear extra clothes, again, trying to figure out that whole 
burning more calories thing. Um, and he's a male, which if you look at any sort of yeah. study, men lose weight a lot faster than, than females do. And she destroyed him as far as, <laughs> as far as what she lost in that. Um, but again, it was because she was doing things correctly. Um, instead of just the aesthetic thing or just what traditional wisdom of how do we lose weight yeah. is is work harder in the gym and eat less food mm -hmm. or less of a certain type of food it was what we basically said is let's eat real food let's eat food that keeps you metabolically healthy and yes let's exercise but let's not kill ourselves exercise because she wasn't she was not well trained so she like yeah. a lot of the beginning was just getting her body ready to train yeah now she's in a position where she is training and she continues to, to lose, so. Yeah, this is going to be so great. I'm really looking forward to the next two weeks now. <laughs> cool. All right. Thank you very much for tuning in, listening. It's kind of weird to say tuning in because it's not the radio. Yeah, and, I mean, if we're going to do this for the next couple of weeks, this would be a good time to get questions like yeah. you know, things we said and said, hey. Give us questions. What, what, what did you mean here? Um, how should I do this? How can I implement this into with my kids? Whatever it might be, what can we what can we answer? Yeah, ask questions on Facebook, on Instagram. Uh, <clears throat> leave us leave us ratings and reviews on iTunes. That would be awesome. Uh, we sh we need to maybe I should like print some stickers this week, and if somebody shows me that they've left a review on iTunes, I'll give you a free sticker or something like that. <laughs> we'll start doing some fun stuff like that. Uh, but yeah, let us know. Give us some feedback. We want to hear from you. I, I feel like I get I get more feedback from people like in person than I do online. So that's great if you see us throughout the week. Like for sure, I'd love to chop it up and talk about this stuff, but do it online too because that's quick and like we got it on hand whatever anyway sweet okay thank you later <laughs>